It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM World 4 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Thumbs hit music station in front of 4 Louise with you until 1 o'clock. I'm now joined by journalist and podcaster Orla Condon. Hello, how are you? Hi, Louise. How are you? I'm good. I don't know if I need to introduce you anymore. I think people know who you are at this stage. <laughs> I would like to think that I'm a regular feature. That's always yeah. nice to feel familiar to people. Like you're always here. So, you I'm know. always here. But you're always look. talking about telly. Always yeah. watching things. This is it. But you're lookish. There it is for anyone that doesn't know who you are. <laughs> well, just in case. We might, you might have new listeners, Louise. Come on, let's welcome them to the Welcome along, the everybody. <laughs> so tell me, where are we starting this week? So it is, of course, Pride Month, it and it is great to see that I was even driving down um, the Liffey yesterday, and to see all the Pride flags on the yeah. Liffey is so lovely, and just see all the like brand banners changing with the, the rainbow flags, mm-hmm. all that is great to see it. Um, and it always feels a bit weird to be like, here's a documentary to watch because it's Pride Month. Yeah. You know, you kind of feel a little bit like, is this, you know, is it a bit just shoehorning things in? But I also think that there's some really, really good things um, that people should watch, whether they are part of the LGBTQ community like myself mm-hmm. or not, or an ally. Yeah. Um, there's tons of great things that people should watch to just kind of understand, especially around this time of year as well, to kind of think about the community that we're celebrating at the minute. 100%. Uh, and one yeah. of those documentaries is Disclosure, which was out last year on Netflix. Um, and I don't think it got the attention here that it deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's essentially an in-depth look at Hollywood's treatment of both transgender characters and the stars that played them over the years, kind of over the last, say, 100 years of film, um, mainly in America. And it's about the impact these stories have on the treatment of trans- the transgender community in real life. Yeah. Um, and it features contributions from many like trans stars that you'll know very well, like Laverne Cox and Jamie Clayton and MJ Rodriguez mm-hmm. and Candace Kane. Very familiar faces to you that you would have seen in TV and films over the last kind of uh, couple of decades. Um, but it uses films and television shows to highlight kind of the damaging inaccuracies that are depicted in these TV and films and the ideas of transgender people and, and, and how they were displayed, mostly, like I said, in America kind of cinema and, and TV. Um, so they look at things even like Ace Ventura, which is a movie that we would have seen when we were growing up yeah. with Jim Carrey in it, and how that depicted transgender characters. Films like Tootsie, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, they, they reference a lot of things that you would have seen yourselves over the years. And they might reference things that you never knew were kind of, you know, depicting these characters in a bad way yeah. or misrepresenting the community. But it's a really interesting look at these stars. Uh, Candace Kane tells a, a story about how there was about seven or eight years of her acting career where she only played prostitutes 
um, and it was she was only a dead prostitute. She was constantly mm. getting murdered in shows, and she she kind of laughed it off. But she was like, that is kind of the trope and the character that a lot of trans women actresses and trans men actors have, have had to fall into because it was for a time the only role that was available to them um, in Hollywood. So it's really, really interesting. It features a lot of stuff, like I said, that you'll know and will will shed new light on characters that maybe you kind of overlooked before. Um, and like that's some great, great contributions for some really big stars um, like Laverne Cox from Orange is the New Black and Jamie Clayton from The L Word and and yeah, some really, really great stars. It's on Netflix um, now, along with tons of other um, LGBTQ documentaries. Netflix has a really, really good selection of stuff, but I thought that was one that was worth highlighting. And it really opens your mind and kind of makes you more aware of how these things are being portrayed. Like maybe before you mightn't think about it and then after it's pointed out to you, you're kind of going, jeepers, yes, now I see it. Kind I, of I know, yeah, they, they talk about kind of our, you know, unwilling ignorance to a lot of these characters that you don't yeah. even realise you know, even even simple things, well, I say simple things, but even things like, you know, uh, old sitcoms, I think they feature a, a clip from, is it the French Prince, where Carlton comes out and he's dressed like a woman and the audience just howls laughing. And it's yeah. just like, and, you know, Will is chasing him around the house trying to give him a kiss. And, you know, it, it, many people might have brushed that off as kind of innocent and just a laugh. But these contributors speak about how that, you know, it might have been a deep-rooted, you know, anti-trans message, but how it impacts the treatment of the transgender mm-hmm. community generally in real life and the the perception of that community so it's it's a good one to just hear from that that community on their perspective on working in these roles on you know filling these roles and filming these roles as people from all kind of uh careers in in hollywood and speaking on the documentary but it is brilliant and it's on netflix now so i would highly recommend watching according to a study from glad 80 percent of americans don't actually personally know someone who is transgender. So most of the information that Americans get about who transgender people are, what our lives are and are about, comes from media. Then we move on to Sense8. Yeah, we're moving on to some shows that just feature really, really great, great queer characters. Sense8 for me is a brilliant show that, again, never got the love here that I think mm-hmm. it deserved. Um, and it got cancelled far too soon by Netflix. Um, but it is about this psychic connection that forms between eight strangers who are from various walks of life and are living all across the world and um, who are kind of I say birthed birthed but not naturally as we know it but they're birthed by a woman called Angelica who uh, eventually killed herself to avoid being captured by a man named Whispers and this mm-hmm. man Whispers is trying to find these sense eights who are living across the globe because they feel like they you know they need to understand them and study mm-hmm. them and, and, and are they a threat, a threat to society um, but these eight people then discover that they have, have this uh, form of bond, mm-hmm. um, which means that they can mentally and emotionally be linked. They can sense and communicate with each other. They can share knowledge and language and skills. Um, and it's a brilliant, brilliant series, brilliant sci-fi series that's filmed all across the globe. and um, was had a huge budget to film it because of all these various locations. Um, but it's been praised massively over the years for its representation of um, LGBTQ characters and teens. Um, it won the GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding Drama Series. Um, and it's just been one of those shows that the queer community has really embraced because of the characters represented on the show itself. Um, Netflix cancelled it after two seasons, but two seasons, but there was huge backlash. Um, and there was an online campaign and people were like, please give us a resolution to the story. It deserves <laughs> it. Um, Netflix agreed, which they haven't done many times. 
and they released uh, a two and a half hour kind of finale okay. in 2018 to wrap up the story, which also won tons of awards. And um, so if you're into sci-fi dramas and you're looking for some great LGBTQ content, um, this Sense8 is a brilliant series. If you haven't watched it, you will not be disappointed. You'd really wonder why they cancelled it because it was doing so well and won so many awards. You'd love to know. But the budget was a big thing. I know okay. that was a big thing that for them, that, that these kind of international mm. filming locations were just expensive. so, so expensive. Yeah. And yeah, having having eight different crews and eight different casts and, you know, it was like eight different shows budgets into one show. Mm. Um, so I guess at some point you kind of have to make those calls. But it was, it has such a cult following and I feel like it's going to be one of those shows in 10 years time we're going to be like, oh, the Sensei cast reunited and they did a talk. <laughs> you know, I think it's going to yeah, be one of those kind nice. of calls following. Yeah, so it's, it's brilliant. It's really, really great. If you haven't watched it, please do. It's great. If you know what it means to be reborn a Sensei. A what? Do you saw her? But that's just the beginning. I can feel you. But you're not really here, are you? You are no longer just you. You'll start to feel strange things. Anger and joy and pain. Pleasure without any reason. And then Tales of the City. Yeah, so Tales of the City, Also, these are all on Netflix, by the way. So this mm-hmm. is also on Netflix. It's based on, novel by the, uh, based on novels uh, of the same name. And it is a reboot of a 1993 series, which much of the stars from that series have returned to the newer, the 2019 Netflix version, mm-hmm. uh, including Laura Linney, who's one of the main stars of it. Another show that won a Glad Media Award for um, Outstanding Limited Series, this one won a four. Um, but it tells the story of Laura Linney's Marianne, who returns to 28 Barbary Lane, which is in San Francisco, uh, after being away for 23 years um, mm. for the kind of birthday party of the landlady, who they all, all of these people who live in this home love. She's got a load of kind of live-in uh, lodgers, kind of five or six different people who live in this house of hers in San Francisco. Um, and Laura Linney's character is kind of reunited with her best friend, Michael, who would have featured in the original series, uh, with the landlady, Anna, who would have featured in the original series, and also her ex-husband and her daughter that she abandoned to mm-hmm. pursue a kind of a TV career. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of this coming home story, how will her daughter, Shauna, uh, take to her mother returning um, but there's all these other stories of the lodgers who live in this house as well. So we've got um, a trans man, Jake, uh, who is kind of re-examining his relationship with his girlfriend, Margot, um, and he's exploring his newfound attraction to men. We also see a relationship between um, Michael and his partner, Ben, and they're exploring what it is to be kind of a modern gay couple dealing mm-hmm. with a HIV diagnosis. So there's lots of like themes in there that are very uh, obviously appropriate for the LGBT community, but it's just a gorgeous show set in a gorgeous city. Um, there will be a nostalgia factor for anyone who who might be familiar with the original series or the books. Um, and it's just a mini series. I think there's only like seven or eight episodes on Netflix, so it's a nice, easy watch. Um, and some really lovely, lovely storylines in there. That some you'll find a storyline for you. There's loads going on it, but there's some lovely stories in there that um, I kind of wish I got a second season for. But <laughs> We weren't so lucky. It seems really lovely though, actually, because I haven't seen the whole thing, but I was watching the trailer last night and it just seems like a really nice story. Yeah, the trailer is so like uplifting so and poppy yeah. and yeah, it's lovely. Um, yeah, it's, I, I like these shows where there's kind of a central hub of characters yeah, and then you have too. a very equal spread of time amongst all the stories. And there's, there's a couple of darker stories and there's a couple of fun stories and it's kind of that mix and 
how they're all bonded by living in this home in, in mm. San Francisco. So yeah, it's, it's a really great show. Like I said, it's very short. It's only like seven or eight episodes. Okay. It's not a huge commitment if you're looking for something, you know, quick to binge through. Yeah, and at the moment I am. I'm kind of, I was saying to my friends earlier, I'm kind of jumping between loads of things at the moment. So yeah. shorter, the better. <laughs> I think because our lives are starting to actually get true. busy again in a way. That yeah. like I don't want to commit to like a 10 season Grey's Anatomy or something yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Something super long. I kind of just want like, little rewards all the time you know so that, that could be a good one exactly so how long have you lived here at 28 Barbary Lane I moved here in 1966 and I suppose it was a different place then but in some ways not at all someone tell me I'm hallucinating because I know this can't be real <laughs> Marianne Singleton returns to Barbary Lane and then we're giving some we're giving everybody an extra one an extra program this week so Pose. Yeah, for the month for the month that finished, we're going yes. to give them a, a bonus show. Um, <laughs> Pose on Netflix. Look, I feel like everyone has probably seen it or heard of it. And mm-hmm. um, Pose is created by Ryan Murphy, who's created pretty much every TV show on the television at the minute. Um, but it focuses on uh, New York City's African American and Latino LGBTQ and kind of gender non-conforming drag scene. Uh, in the 1980s and this kind of a ball culture that happened at the time. Um, So a lot of the characters in the show are dancers and performers and they compete for trophies and kind of recognition in this, um, I suppose it's kind of an underground scene um, who, and they all kind of form what are known as houses. So it's kind of like a team kind of, they're all forming these houses and they come to compete uh, weekly in these categories. And you hear those kind of terms referenced now in, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and mm-hmm. other things like that, you know, category is, and that comes from Pose and the drag culture and, yeah. and that kind of era. Um, but again, you see them deal with a lot of, um, you know, queer narratives like the AIDS pandemic at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been another one that's been recognised, you know, with accolades. Billy Porter is one of the main stars in the show. Uh, and in 2019, I think he won it. He won the Emmy Award for... Um, outstanding lead actor in a drama series and he was the first openly gay black man to be nominated and win an Emmy in a lead acting category so that was something that was quite momentous um, and it is it's a it's an ensemble cast of LGBTQ stars um, and it's a really really great production there's two seasons on Netflix now the third season has just finished airing in the US that is the final season of the show so I'm hoping that'll come to Netflix over the coming months and mm-hmm. um, it finished at the start of this month so I would imagine we'd have it probably next month or the month after okay. um, so you've got a bit of time to catch up on the first two seasons if you haven't seen it yet the great soundtrack in it as well because it's like bringing us up through the 80s Love and moving into the early 90s so you can imagine the style Brilliant, and the, the yeah. sound and all that kind of stuff is going to be is going to be cool so that's on Netflix as well this job is not for the faint of heart you're a trans woman of color working in a hospital. I'm just trying to stay afloat. When we walk together, we make a statement. We're just going to be ourselves, and that's it. The balls ain't what they used to be. There used to be the sense of urgency and community, and then folks just started dying. So tons and tons and tons and tons of great LGBTQ content there for you. Yeah, loads. So we've Disclosure, Sense8, Tales of the City, and Pose as well. Yeah. I mean, no shortage of entertainment. No, there's loads there. And also, if you're looking for content, you you gave me loads to begin with as well. So there is more there if people are looking for it. There's tons there. There's tons. There was one that I sent you and I was so disappointed that it's gone to Netflix. Mm. Uh, it's called The 34th and it's a documentary about the marriage equality vote here in Ireland. Um, and if it comes back anywhere, we'll keep you updated on here, I'm sure. But um, it's one to keep an eye out for because it's, 
it's something so close to home and it's a, it was on reeling in the years recently looking back at the vote and um, it's a great documentary if you haven't seen it but yeah it was a shame that it wasn't on Netflix now yeah. for the month that's in it but there, there is tons tons there tons there yeah tons there and we will if it, it pops up we will definitely let everybody know because I would love to watch it I hadn't realised it was even available so it would be great to see it for sure oh it's great it, like I mean it's a it's a baller it's a tearjerker oh, but it, it's great and it's great that it's us and it's great that we were yes, so know. you know you know, on the front of it all and yeah no it's great to see that kind of stuff we did yeah. something good so it was it'd be nice we to did have good, it there to we, we, we did, did good, good. Yes. let's boast about it you know <laughs> absolutely I'm all for that thanks so much Orla how can people keep up to date what you're up to this week you can find me on social media at Orla Condon and you can soon find me back hosting my pot on paper for the brand new series of Love Island yeah. which is very exciting so yeah it's not too time. long to go it's like 11 days or something yeah, next, Monday 28th. Yeah. So very soon, very soon. Everyone kind of start hibernating now uh, in preparation for the eight weeks. <laughs> I am excited. so excited. So, so am excited. I. So am I. Can't wait. Thanks so much, Orla. Talk to you, Louise. Talk to you soon. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty.